0: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. We are live at Rogers Place in Ice District. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, Mark Spector with you. Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta, presenting live thoroughbred racing at Century Mile every Friday and Saturday. Post times 5 5.15 p.m. Watch and wager online at hbibet.com. In this hour, another half hour with spec. We'll also have our Oilers Now prospect report. For Scott Arthur Millwork, uh, we will tell you that Oilers Now is brought to you for the ninth consecutive season by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can reach us on a Cree Resort and Casino hotline at 780 496 The River Rivercree Resort and Casino excitement bet on it. First hour in the first uh, segment. With Dallas Akins joining us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, hour number two. Uh, specs here up in our broadcast booth. Uh, Oilers, Former Oilers General Manager and Head Coach Craig McTavish, who's going to be doing some work uh, with Sportsnet uh, coming up here. Wow. So I can
1: call him a teammate then? I, I guess you can call well, him a teammate. There you go. There you go, hey. Uh, you can text us tell on Mac, our Tell Mac we have certain expectations on my team. At you know, certain levels, we. What's well, we that?
0: That they have better vision on the ice than you did. <laughs> you can text us at our Ashley Five Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, one hundred forty third Street, one hundred eleventh Avenue. open Monday to Saturday. Well, at least your teammates liked you. Most of mine couldn't stand me. And there's, so. a, there's
1: a buy-in element too. You tend to take the existing sports. Well, that's how, for an ex- lavish dinner. Is, is that how it, it works? Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Oh, I know when you. Now, are you doing any American trips this year? By the way, not at this point. Okay. Well, at this point, yeah, we are, we are on the first one, and good so that's good. Yes, uh, you know, it's uh, it's going great. It's great having two different broadcast partners. They each bring something different, but the thing they bring the most is uh, is, is frankly patience uh, with, with, <laughs> with, with the know-it-all color guys. So <laughs> there you have it. Uh, I, I mentioned you can text us. Spec, I threw a total curveball. We, we opened up with uh, on this day back in 1985. "Take on Me" by Aha went number one, but for me, that song. Never was the same after I saw the Lego movie with with Hudson, and so because it dominated that movie, they probably went to it four or five times. So I threw that out there for the listeners on our Ashley Fine Flores text line at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. And now I'm going to have to circle back to when I made the ask. But uh, oh boy, we got a lot of texts on today's show, like hundreds of texts. Uh, name a uh, movie. Uh, That had a song uh, on the soundtrack that was maybe from an earlier time like the 60s or 70s that made its way or the 80s that made its way into the movie that you'll always remember uh, as a part of that song. And again, you can text us at 780-496-0063.
1: Didn't Shrek make that Leonard Cohen tune uh, famous?
0: What's that? Uh, The one that uh, Katie Lang did a version of? Yeah. Yeah. I think that was... Uh, hallelujah? Yeah, hallelujah. I think, Shre- I think Shrek took that. Denial. I have a friend that kind of looks <laughs> a bit like Shrek. Actually, he's the greatest guy in the I world. I a radio
1: but... partner that looks a little bit like Shrek. Yeah, well, <laughs> so,
0: I thought it was more like Fred Flintstone, if you're going to get it right. By the way, I, I do want to send out a happy belated birthday to uh, Barry uh, Honka, uh, who's, uh, I guess he'd be Route 66 now. Uh, Mario Lemuse's favorite player. Okay. He is basically the the... the President of uh, Vegreville, and he's part of all of our winners now. Road trips uh, that we do. So special shout out to him. I know he's listening right now. You can text us. Uh, Dino Bambino says, "I heard it uh, through the grapevine. Yeah, all of those dancing raisins." So he's referencing the actual commercial. What movie had I heard it through the grapevine? It was. Uh, um Costner was in it. Lots of movies. Yeah, early ni- definitely early 1980s. Again, you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six. Uh, Bob singing in the rain. You know the film. Wow, that's going way back. It's going way back. Who who sang "Singing in the Rain"? Oh, was that Gene? someone before our time, Bob? Even even we can't get that. Right. I mean, why don't you bring up Joe Malone? <laughs> Again, you can text us at 780. Uh, Life is a Highway, the car movie. Cars movie. There we go. Sure. There we go. That was a theme song from one of the Golden Bear Championship teams, too. Was it? Life is a Highway. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: got to love uh, like Benny and the Jets is that still a theme around the Drake
0: I, I don't no I don't think so <laughs> uh, Bob what about uh, give me some Lovin' from Days of Thunder now was that the movie of Tom, Car- uh, Tom uh, Cruise and Nic- Nicole Kidman that's where they hooked up I think the first time <laughs> well I'm just saying oh good one real good one here a Tarantino movie stuck in the middle with you Reservoir Dogs Ooh, yes, that way. definitely is one where you instantly go, oh, yeah. That's, uh, who was that band? Was that like Steeler's Wheel or yes. something? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. 7804. Uh, girls just want
1: to have fun from the movie The Goonies. Oh, my God. A, Re- I hate the song, and B, I'll never watch the movie. Move on, Bob.
0: <laughs> Bob talk hockey Not mut- see we've got about 6 or 7 uh Let's res- go. reservoir at more than 6 or 7 reservoir dogs is scor- scoring big Kingsman Freebird you see Kingsman? They killed everybody in that movie. Nope. Yeah, yeah, it was violent as all you know what. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. apparently we had some technical difficulties for the listeners uh, online. I hope that's been cleared up. Bob Stoffer, Mark Spector Spec. The Edmonton Oilers uh had some calf space. They spent it on uh, Zach Hyman. He got himself a seven-year deal, $5.5 million. This is a guy that had two 21-goal seasons. Mike Babcock absolutely loved the player in Toronto. Played a lot with uh, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. I'm going to tell you right now, Mark, I had high expectations for Zach Hyman. Mm-hmm. We're two games into the season. I did not realize that he would touch every aspect of the Oilers game. Power play as a net front penalty kill taking face-offs on the right side face-off yep. circle five on five he's allowed Dave Tippett to play McDavid and Dreisaitl together at home because of Hyman's work rate with Nugent Hopkins will
1: change on Thursday
0: uh, I'm gonna hazard a guess that it's gonna change we'll talk about Arizona in a second here yep uh
1: your thoughts on Hyman to date well everyone I talked to in Toronto said all those things about him and you have to see it for yourself and it really comes home I want to say this, though. uh, What the Oilers did in signing that player, and we can, you know, you can complain the term's too long and we can talk about the last two years, all of that stuff if you want. But the Oilers, all the things that Zach Hyman brings are the things Edmonton was light on. This isn't a skilled team adding another skilled player. Like, the Oilers didn't need to add, you know, William Nylander or somebody. They needed a guy that does all those things. They were shy on a guy that can win that faceoff, a guy that can win battles in front of the net, a guy that scores from the blue paint. They don't have a lot of blue paint scorers on this team. Now, all of a sudden, Paul Yarvey's getting some, and Hyman's one. So what I liked about the transaction was, you know, it was, it was directed at all the areas that Edmonton was light, and Hyman fills a bunch of those, checks a bunch of those boxes, Bob.
0: I know he's on the extreme outside looking in. He's got a chance to make Team Canada because they've got a lot of guys that are skilled, this guy this guy plays a heavier game.
1: Someone's got to kill the penalties.
0: And right? and we're not talking Rob Zamner here. Is that fair? Oh, He's a way better player than Rob, Rob Zamner. Zamner was a really good player too, but that whole thing just did not work. Right. It just didn't work. But and part of it was who was the leader in that. Eric yeah, Lindros was handed the leadership
1: right. on that team and didn't, and wasn't it Rob Zamner instead of Marc Messier? Yes. Yeah, so that he walked in the door in a tough spot. Right. Uh listen, you can't go back. What year was that? 06 98 98? That's why you have me here. There you go. Whatever. We're going back over 20 years, coming on 25 years. But there's less, those of us that forget the past are forever condemned to repeat it. Thank you. Uh, anyhow, I, I say that, you know, uh, I'll tell you this. The Team Canada coaching staff will be looking at a player or two like Zach Hyman. Is it going to be Zach Hyman? He's got a real good shot at it. But it won't be all... A bunch of fast-skating skill guys going up and down the, the wing and no one who mucks it up at all. They won't have a full roster.
0: Oh, he's he's been real solid so far. Yes, Apoliarvi. Wow. Is he going to play? Uh, how about him playing for Finland at the Olympics? Oh, he, if he keeps playing like this, he's got to be he's on the team. I mean, team. How about how he's played against the Flames in his career? Yeah. He's got eight of his 34 yeah. goals against Calgary. Well, that's a good sign. To, you know,
1: sticks his nose in there, doesn't back down. That's what I always say about Monaghan and Goodrow. Uh, the times I notice them the least is when they're playing Edmonton. Yes. And that's not a good sign. But 97 hasn't been bad against uh, Calgary oh. either. 26 goals in 31 games. Well, how about that stat, right? He's got his third hat trick in the regular season against Edmont- uh, Calgary. And two guys who never got a hat trick. Yeah, Gretzky. Gretzky and Messier. Yeah. Now, Messier. In the regular season. In the regular season. I remember the four-goal game. But who, I mean... Gretzky, and Messi never got a hat trick against Calgary. Mm-hmm. He's to play him seven times a year. Yeah, how'd that happen? Connor's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Whew. I think he, is he not third currently in the league right now, or fourth? Fourth in the league in act in most career hat tricks yeah. among active players. Yes, or is, among active players already.
1: What's he? Twenty four. He's twenty four.
0: <laughs> like everybody yeah. else is in their thirties. Yeah, right. So, so he's he's he, he might know, turn out. He's he's not bad. Spec. He might turn out. Just just to set the record straight. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, two quick hitters here for you, as it is currently, ding, 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 a 115 in Edmonton. The Edmonton Oilers are playing games against back-to-back teams that we need to watch in terms of some potential assets. Yeah. Anaheim is in the position they're in. I, I, you know, they've got a couple pending UFAs, one of whom is Ricard Raquel. Uh yep. Josh Manson is also pending UFA now. The Oilers have invested on the right side, and Bouchard ain't coming out at all. I mean, he's he's going to be real good here. They've got Tyson Berry signed with three-year deal, four-year yep. four-year deal for Cody C. Raquel possibly is a top six right wing could make some sense in Edmonton. Oh, for sure. Yamamoto will play. It. In fact, the Oilers don't have a lot of cap space, and then there's one other guy. He's going to be probably backing up tonight in goal. $6.4 million cap hit. John Gibson. Uh, if you're Anaheim, you don't want to trade him. Probably five-asset requirement to get him. A, a pre-existing number one, a number one, probably a conditional number one in the future.
1: Too much. Too much. I'm not doing it. And they I got to go back to 06. They gave up a first for Dwayne Rollison. Yeah. And, you know, Dwayne Rollison at that time did not have the pedigree that John Gibson has today. Right. And he got to the Stanley Cup. So... I just don't think that they that they need there. There will be a requirement to give up a five component well because asset I'm asset for this guy. It would be four, but it's five because you're asking them to take a goaltender back if you were to go get him Well, whoever they trade. Well, it'd be Koskin. So Koskin's got to go in any goaltender deal, right? No question. So. I'm. I've said it. I'm on the record. I think that by the time the deadline is passed, Edmonton will have another goalie, and it will be a cost Koskinen deal. But and they may even trade their first ball, But I don't see them trading their first and Broberg. You to, know? to get no. to, to get Gibson. I don't see it. Okay. There's
0: a player on the game Thursday. You watching what's going on with Arizona
1: right now? Well, yeah, they're getting it handed to them pretty. They
0: much. got seven contracts carrying forward. Okay, seven guys under contract beyond this year. <laughs>
1: Yeah, one of the guys that's
0: a restricted free agent could make sense here at Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Pretty defined role. He's six foot four. He's a left shot. He can kill penalties. He has size. He's not timid. He's played for Dave Tippett before, and he's also grown up and played with Connor McDavid.
1: Okay, you know who I'm talking about? Lawson Krause. Did you have time for him? Oh, for sure. I mean, where does he fit on this team? Right, fourth line left wing. That'd be a hell of a fourth line left wing. Oh, for sure. Because he's probably a third. In, he's probably a third, third line, line player. So, but that's okay because then now you have a guy who can step up when the inevitable injury happens above him.
0: One point five million dollar cap hit. That's that part's awesome. And you lost a fourth line right wing at a one point five
1: million dollar cap hit with Josh Archibald. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. So, but put yourself in Arizona's shoes. Like he's a cheap, good player. They don't have very many good players down there. Not especially guys that are young and cheap, and and that they want to keep. Uh, why would you? You know, what are you going to ask? Would for you this trade? Guy? They'd ask for McLeod. Would you do that? Oh, if they'd ask for McLeod, yeah, and maybe something else. How old's Lawson Cross? Well, you say me as Connor. He's twenty-four. Then I'd do it in a heartbeat. Would you? Well, and I'd do it because I, I as we talked about before, unfortunately for any young centerman coming up in Edmonton system, Bob. It's a crappy system to be in. Why is that? <laughs> right. You got a chance to be
0: a third line center in a couple well, of years.
1: Maybe they just signed Derek Ryan. Uh, you know, a thir- the third lines it, in a perfect world for me, for my money, and the best team, a Stanley Cup contending team, Derek Ryan's my fourth line center, and I got a guy above him yeah. that does what he does and does it better. Okay, that's the to me. That's how st- then you're the strongest down in the middle you ever be. Kids don't come out of the minors and play that third-line center role that I'm talking about. I'm talking about Manny Malhotra. I'm talking about Philip Dano. I'm talking about Mike Pekka. Epstein's, you don't come out of HL and play that role. Epstein's mother just texted me
0: and said, Stoff, you forgot a guy in Anaheim that's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season, and he'd make a good third-line center at Edmonton. Who? Ryan, Ryan Getzloff. Yeah, sure. Now, would would Getz do that for uh, another kick at the proverbial
1: championship c- cap? No, well, that's another one, right? Like, what's his cap in? Is he uh, he's, he's, gotta gotta be big? Like,
0: no, it's it's under four. It's like three. Is he signed
1: a one-year deal? He signed a one-year he?
0: deal. For some reason, I thought it was like three nine or three five. You're gonna go check here for me in Texas on our Ashley Fine Flores text line. I'm, I'm just... Here we are. The Oilers have they've started the year 2-0. They're playing four straight games against non-playoff teams. Three million bucks. That's it? Cap hit is three million bucks. Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. So if you send them back a million and a half some way yeah. and then they eat half,
1: how good of an asset would you give up a second? Well, you know... Uh, for him, you would. Oh, well, for sure. I mean, there's a few things here. Um... You, if you're a centerman that's played top, he's been a number one centerman his whole life. Right, right. Is he going to come in and play that third line center role that you want him to? Is, is is he open to that? Does he want to do that? You have to play a different way. It's not does it because he's playing second line center right now in Anaheim. Zegras is on their first line. Right. I mean, he's you know I know he he's well aware of where he is in his career, and he's well aware that the Anaheim Ducks aren't getting into a Stanley Cup. And he's coming in as a rental, you would have to think, because
0: he's going to settle, you know. Oh, for sure. He's going to live the rest of his life down in But SoCal. he's at
1: that age that, that many of the players, that Jerome McGinley was at, where he finished off a big deal with his team that drafted him, and now he's near the end of his career. Um, how old is he? So, 36, 37? Yeah, he's 36 years old. Uh, his birthday's in May, so he's... Playoff time is going to be a thirty-seven-year-old. He's got a couple seasons left, but I'll bet if he wants to win, Bob, those seasons won't be in SoCal. Yeah, right. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, You look
0: at Getzloff. I mean, he's a horse. Well, you just said in a perfect world, Derek Ryan's your fourth-line center. Well, he's a right shot, and then Getz is a right shot. Yeah. And he's a six-foot-four right shot. Now, and you, so you would be prepared to move McLeod for
1: for Kraus. You would, in terms of getting okay. Um, you have to just be so careful that, like, we all look at Ryan Getzlaff and think of the player that we've watched yes. for the last 12 years. You're not getting that player. Right. You're getting the player today in 2021. So it would take some – I would have to have several views. They would have to
0: play. take a contract back like tourists, theoretically, just to make the there money work a little you
1: know, bit. I want to use him as an example of a top six center that they brought in last year and said, let's make him a third-line center. He'll be overqualified. He'll be great. Yeah, I was one of those guys that thought that would happen. Yes, didn't – many it, of us didn't work. You know, with this, and the coach could the didn't same, even screw around this year. He didn't even play
0: him one minute at center no, the in the preseason. On that thing you're playing
1: year. right wing. That's how you're going to make the team. So Getzlaff is the same guy. Like, would he suffer the same fate? I don't know. That's a fair, fair question. <laughs> Very quickly, a couple other little news and notes from
0: the sporting world. Uh, That's the the fam- Thank you, Cactus Jack, for sending us the family photo, of uh, that- uh, that's the Getzlaf family. Oh, good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On the beach, uh, Trevor Harris traded uh, by the Edmonton Elks to the Montreal. What are they called? Are they just the Yellowwets again? Yeah. Okay. Uh, did you watch the game Friday night, the Elks and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? Uh,
1: I watched the second half of that game. Yeah. As did I. Yeah, they were right in it. There, they were mistakes. around. They're around. They're, they hung around it, but they're in a, they're in a tough spot. Ah, listen, whatever. Yeah. So what are you getting at? What do you think is going to happen here? Oh, it, it's, you know, they need a, a huge shakeup. The Elks do. Yeah, the Elks. The, the culture, it, it seems poor. I'm not close enough. I'm not around that team. Right. So I'm just getting what I'm getting from guys around town that I know. And sure. So I'm no expert on the Elk. But uh, all I'm hearing is very negative things from inside the room, from around the the uh, organization. I think a crowd of probably 12 or 13,000 the other night tells the tale better than I could. Well, it's they've lost the trust and the faith and the belief from the city of Edmonton and Man, that was a mantle that was held dear for many, many. Well, and many this is a loyal sporting
0: fan base. It I is. mean, you take a look at the Oiter's extended rebuild, the quote-unquote oh decade of darkness, and they kept the it, it took a pandemic they kept the light on here. It, it took a <laughs> pandemic to to knock uh, you know some fans out of the seats. And restrictions and those sort of things, and people having significant financial challenges, and a lot of people' salaries cut twenty five percent, fifty percent, one hundred percent, and we still had a hell of a crowd here on Saturday night for Calgary. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be lighter tonight against Anaheim. That it is hey, what man. it is. With,
1: two- this, with this economy, to expect to get eighteen five every night is a totally unrealistic ball. Right, and so you but. They're That's, just lucky that they have a really good team. If this was if this was 7 years ago and we're doing this dance with our economy and the Oilers are trying to sell tickets, there'd be 10,000 people in here. Yeah. Right now, you want to see this team. You're okay buying that ticket. Like you got to d- see him play. Yeah. Uh
0: look, they got a chance to go 4 and 0. Tippett has a reputation as a, like when he was in Arizona, they never took the Oilers lightly. Chicago? I remember you writing a piece once, Mark. Oh, the Oilers smoked them, uh, nine to two the last time they played. The Oilers have won one of their last twenty-one games. There's no now they got Chicago coming in. They're going to be cheesed <laughs> off that they got lit up the last time was they the scored that game. That was the game. Gagne got eight points. Edmonton won eight four. You nailed that one, Bud. It's like the eight hundred and seventy-four times I've been wrong over
1: the last three the weeks. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, so we know what's going to happen tonight. Smith's going to start tonight. Their orders are all in on this game. Uh, do you play Koskinen? In Arizona? I, I, I give
0: Koskinen the start in Arizona because that Vegas game's a big game for me. Okay, I, I I don't think Vegas is as good as people think. I think they're they chose the wrong goalie. That goalie, Mark Henry Fleury, was a leader on that team. I uh, wonder. And Vegas has got some injuries. We don't know the severity of the Stone injury yet at this time. Pacharetti's out for six weeks. Edmonton needs. Boom. Edmonton's got this. Right is there. this is a big week for the Oilers? What was their record last year to start the year, first nine games? I think it was three and six. Yeah, you got a chance to have a pretty good October. Don't take anybody lightly. But that said, the one thing Dave Tippett's teams have done the lot here in Edmonton. Yeah.
1: They've beaten the poorer teams. They've beaten most of the time. They're beating the team they should beat. I will say this to you, though: one of those blowouts that Edmonton had over Chicago came the night before the Chicago Blackhawks were heading to Vegas for a few days off. Yeah. What are the Oilers doing on Friday night and Saturday and Sunday? <laughs> They're in Vegas Saturday and Sunday for a couple days off. So, Mark, I can either
0: confirm, I can neither confirm uh, nor deny that that's the case. Yeah. Okay, they got Arizona and Vegas. They got work to do. The beauty is those games are before they go to Vegas.
1: Well, the, certainly they have to be in Vegas to play the Golden Knights, but yes, the, you just got to get, if I'm the Dave Tippett and my team, if things go well, your team is going to be what, 4-0 and going into that game against yeah. Golden Knights? Oh, I got to hold their focus for that fifth game, man. <laughs> it's going to be tough.
0: You know what they say, what happens in Vegas beats you home. There here you go, buddy. Especially with these damn phones. Yeah. Spec, thanks for your time. All right, Bobby. Yeah, you bet. That is Mark Spector. Just keep that headset on for 15 seconds. We are going to take care of a little bit of business right here, right now, and Brendan's all over it. It is time for our orders Now prospect report brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork. Custom cabinetry, luxury closets, exceptional millwork. Visit ScottArthurMillwork.com today. What do you got, Brendan? Carter Savoy is all over it. He's off to a white-hot start in his sophomore season in uh, Denver. Six-point game over the weekend. Yes, three goals and three assists and a huge win over Air Force. He leads Oilers prospects in scoring with 11 points in just four games. 2021 first-rounder, Xavier Borgoi. He's got the same five goals, six assists total as Savoy, but he's played two more games for the Shawinigan Cataracts. And Ty Tulio off to a good start for the Oshawa Generals as well. Eight points in five games for the 2020 pick of the Oilers. There you go. It is uh, 128 in Edmonton. I got time to mention this right now. You already know, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. But did you know that Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin, 10-time presence Award winner for customer satisfaction. What does that mean? It means treating people fairly, fully transparent negotiations, and making sure advertised prices include all accessories, fees, and taxes, with the exception of GST. If those attributes are important to you, phone our friends Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford at one 1- 877 477 673 or visit brentridge.com. After a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, former Oilers GM and head coach and now media pundit Craig McTavish on Oilers Now.
1: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.